Good day. Good day. So, on this episode, what James and I thought would be good in service and honor of our relationship series is to share uh, some top tips that, that we have and some reflections we've come across uh, about what we have had experience with in terms of improving relationships or learning lessons effectively from relationships, relationships that went well, relationships that, you know, maybe didn't go as well. But yeah, it's kind of going to be some rapid fire off the top of the head to some degree, uh, obviously with some reflection. But yeah, hopefully y'all can learn some stuff from our own experiences in our brief time thus far in this iteration of the game called Life and um, use some of it to your benefit, ideally. And also, we want to hear what y'all have experienced and what's worked for y'all. So let's get it cracking, man. You want to jump it off? Cool. Yeah, let's uh, let's start with something that I think is very important that I think we often overlook. And I think one of the biggest things that we all need to do is communicate more. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a uh, there's an undervalue assigned to communication and open communication and free-flowing communication and communication without judgment. And I think it it is literally one of the worst things that you can do in a relationship of any kind, romantic, I mean, we're talking about romantic here, so romantic specifically, mm-hmm. is to not communicate. If something's going on, you got to talk about it. If there's something that's bothering you, now, <laughs> you might not need to swing the door open and start screaming. I don't know that that's necessarily beneficial. Or, you know, get up in somebody's face in the bar when you can handle it on your own time in the privacy of your own home with, you know, your voice a little bit lower and, and not bladed stances. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think communication, I think the breakdown of a lot of relationships and a lot of my previous relationships is just communication. We did not allow the space and did not acknowledge or respect the other person being able to voice their opinion without it coming from a judgmental spot or an emotional reaction coming out immediately mm-hmm. when something was accused or an idea or an emotion was talked about. I think communication, and here I am just rambling now, communication, you need to communicate more. No, nah, no, nah, you're good, man. Straight up. Very, very important. Uh, if I could agree with you, that's probably foundationally one of, if not the most important thing. So let me just cop out now, say it's one of the four cornerstones, Right. Uh, if we're assuming the building has four. Anyhow, this metaphor. What I would say on top of that would be um, not to get complacent. Uh, always. Lackadaisical? Not to get lackadaisical? Because when I have found, because I haven't been in many relationships, um, technically this is my second, if I'm not counting the girlfriend I had in seventh grade for like a weekend. Shout out um, Hannah Biles. Hey, her name was Lene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but basically... Uh, it's easy to have a lot of passion to put a lot of effort in at the start of a relationship. Why? Let's be frank. People are on their best behavior. They're trying to make a good impression. They're trying to get a particular outcome, Uh, whether that's a short-term outcome or a long-term outcome. The effort is front-loaded typically. Now, once you've achieved and crossed some of those milestones, you know, you got the first date, you've got the first kiss, you get the phone number, you have sex, you move in, you get a dog, whatever the fuck it is. Oftentimes, then people's effort can begin to plateau. And when the effort plateaus, usually the the, the counterparty, the other person in the relationship, uh, they are shown less attention. They get less empathy, uh, less just a focus, uh, acknowledgement, and the communication tends to drop off as well because they're, uh, and this is kind of like a hybrid, they're becoming a lot of assumptions. It's assumed that what worked yesterday works today. It's assumed that, you know, whatever was uh, conveyed 
eight months ago is the same as it is in that moment. And uh, it's assumed that the counterparty's needs, that one's own needs, are the same and haven't changed unless you communicate sufficiently and properly and without fear of retribution uh, or judgment or any of those things. So uh, I would just encompass that with consistent effort because if at some point that effort begins to drop off, it's almost a guarantee that the quality of the relationship is going to drop off. You have to consistently put that effort in if you consistently want to be engaged and fulfilled to some degree by that relationship. I would say, uh, I mean, on the, on the topic of uh, being fulfilled by that, that relationship, I think that, you know, the consistency is needed, but then I also think the depth that you go and the time that you spend together. Not everyone that you're in a, in a committed relationship with you live with. Not every single person you're with all the time. I would actually recommend, um, and I wish that I had done this in previous relationships, make the time that you spend together count instead of, nobody wants four hours of you haphazardly, halfway on your phone, playing games, on social media, sitting next to somebody watching TV. Maybe that's how you spend time with certain people. I, and no woman that I have dated, once the only time to me that I'm spending with her to be sitting next to her watching Netflix cuddling on our phones in isolation together. I think that's so ridiculous, but we've become conditioned to never wanting to miss out fear of missing out on social media and being plugged into uh, a place where ubiquitous assimilation happens. Uh, and I think that it's, it's a necessity for a strong and, and thorough and very high operating relationship for you to spend that time with people or that time with the other individual, but it'd be quality. You can spend, I mean, you can spend 14 hours in the gym. Doesn't mean you're going to look like a, like a bodybuilder. If that's your, your motive there, you know, uh, it might make more sense for you to go hard 45 minutes a day for six months instead and really get after that. You know what? Um, what really doesn't make too much sense to me is when, you know, individuals are going into a spot where they truly say they want to or desire to be or would like to be in a spot where they have um, a relationship that's super deep, yet they're not doing anything deeply with that person. They're not pursuing. They're not courting. They're not ravaging with love they're not they're not doing anything that communicates it they even give a damn more than just this night or this next sexual interaction uh that is not even going to be worth the shit anyways because you're half there and you're half not you know you're getting off way more to a bella danger on pornhub than you are to your lady i mean let's just be frank it's you know like we're in a spot where people like quality of time, quality of sexual interaction, quality of communication, quality, depth. My brothers, depth. What the hell have we done losing sight of what the goal is here? If you're not going to go deep, if you're not going to ravage that other individual with love, then <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Why not just be intentionally single? Why not just be in another place in a non-committal spot well, you're not, I mean, there's no expectation, there's no standard, there's no necessity for you to do that with that individual. I mean, I, 
it just baffles me. The amount of times where I've been a hypocrite and done exactly the opposite of what I instructed everyone to do right there, um, come to realize now that, yeah, I mean, maybe I really had to be in a spot where I did that dumb shit so that I don't ever do it again. I mean, you just said a lot there, but... A ton. Effectively, <laughs> I think what you just communicated is being present. You know, like... That's a wonderful distillation of me <laughs> yeah. just going on and on and on. You know, but sometimes, too, people throw certain terms around, like present and mindfulness so much, they're just like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. You know, so I appreciate you taking that time to really flesh it out, because ultimately, what is the point of being in a relationship, pursuing a person, any of that stuff, if you're not really there for it, you know? And to me, that's that's one-on-one with the effort. I'm glad you made that distinction that, you know, a lot of what I said about the effort I very much put it in a, in a, uh, a tent of long-term relationships, living together, that sort of thing. But even if you're not in that stage, you could still be in an open relationship with somebody, consistently put in effort by being present, right? That is the cue. And you're going to see some sort of, of improvement almost certainly. And if you don't see an improvement, it's because now you're being present and your extra effort maybe is then showing you the holes in that relationship that either can be chosen and, and attacked and worked on or can be the impetus for realizing like, you know what, this may have run its course, you know, if then there's a realization that the other person is not going to put the effort in and they've been given the chance to time all the other stuff. Um, so then the other point that I had was very clear at top of mind before I had to change the battery in the camera. <laughs> uh, damn, what was it? Um, so we talked about being present. We talked about Communication. Uh, this is frustrating me. Uh, well, we can throw this in, uh, and this is just a general tip, but basically don't make assumptions. Uh, so that goes back to the communicating, but be prepared to continue to ask questions, to continue to explore and get that extra context because, you know, the difference of a day could be major in someone's frame of mind, where they're at, all these other things. And it all, as, as sure, it's been noted, these are all building on each other, but being present is in part contingent upon not making assumptions about what's going on, what's taking place. For instance, somebody get together, even if you got down the road where you're, you know, everybody knows you're Netflix and chilling, you, you, you caked up, sitting there watching Netflix, don't assume that the remaining three and a half hours have to be that. You know, there could be like a, hey, you know what? Let's go get some fresh air. Let's go walk. Let's let, let's go out. Let's, you know, whatever. But that could be changed, you know, so don't assume that that you're stuck necessarily in what that uh, situation is. I can't lie, bro. I'm highly frustrated that I lost. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm failing to find the thing that was Are you talking about mind. the assumption of fault? Is that the direction uh, you're going? That was something we said before we started recording, but it, it is helpful. So, so sure, let's go on that. Thank you. Uh, the other tip is to, by default, assume the problem is you. Because, and I had this my own experience, uh, as things go on in a relationship, you know, regardless of what phase you're in, not every day is the same amount of dopamine. Not every day is the same amount of fulfillment or gratification from that relationship. So... In those moments where it is, let's say, a little bit tougher or there are tough moments, whatever it is, hurdles to, to, to overcome, it could be small annoyances, small grievances. Instead of initially calling that person out and maybe projecting onto them, because that's the, the, the one of the bigger risks there, 
take the time to stop and say, you know what? And we talk about this a lot. You talk about this a lot, accepting responsibility. Take responsibility in that relationship to say, you know what? What am I doing that is perhaps the cause of this problem? Where am I contributing or where am I not contributing to this issue? Uh, Because a lot of times if somebody starts there, it encourages them to go down a route to explore all the potentialities where they could be contributing to the problem, causing the problem, the root of the problem. And if you exhaust that route of exploration, you will either discover things that you had blind spots before, and then if you discover them, you now can think about how to work on them. And then if you do that, there may be nothing to bring up to the other person. You may have actually realized you literally actually are the problem. And if you still go through that process, then you realize like, nope, nah, this shit ain't me. This is them. You've actually done the work ahead of time. So now when you actually sit down with the person, you should be in a much better position to logically or succinctly, clearly communicate what the grievance is, why it is a grievance, and what you're hoping to get the resolution. Ooh, I just remembered exactly what it is I was going to say. Run it, run it. My guy. Uh, it was basically just going to be make sure there is clarity on the purpose of the relationship. You hit me over the head with that shit, but continue. Yes, yes, yes. So I cannot take full credit for this thought. This was not a wholly original thought at the time that I first thought it. Synthetic imagination. Continue. <laughs> uh, there's a good book that, uh, that I love, James loves, called The Way of the Superior Man. Women, I also encourage you to read it. But basically, it makes a really good point in there about going into a relationship with some sort of understanding on what the purpose is, right? Like Our relationship, the purpose is not this podcast. That's not how we came together. It was added into our relationship, our friendship. Okay, we want to do this thing. So when somebody gets into a relationship, whether it is any of those topics we've discussed about it being an open relationship, a polyamorous joint, you know, uh, intentionally single, whatever it is, if there is not clarity, you are begging for dissatisfaction and a lack of fulfillment. You are begging for there to be discrepancies or, uh, or, or disgruntlements in that relationship. Because when you establish clarity, it gives you a better gauge of that relationship's success based on its purpose. Example, some people, and some people may have even excuse me, misconstrued something I've said in in, in, uh, the episode of this series that the whole era of all the supply of people and relationships and easy, you know, hookup culture as a bad thing. Well, it's only a bad thing if that's not what you're seeking. If you are seeking a fling, a casual physical relationship for fun, those are some of the best tools that have ever existed in humanity because it can get you to that particular goal. And typically, the folks who are um, dissatisfied with those platforms, it's because if they really would establish clarity, that's not what they want. So don't go to Starbucks if you're not trying to get coffee. You dig what I'm saying? Not trying to get high overpriced coffee. You know, you got to really know. There's plenty of there's plenty of coffee shops you can go to where you can get coffee that's not going to cost seven dollars for you know a cup of sugar plus a little coffee. Yeah, you, you got to know what you want. Don't go to Waffle House expecting pancakes. Don't go to IHOP, expect the waffles. So when you get into a relationship, have some degree of clarity on what it is. Are y'all together just to fucking have fun? Are y'all together to build for the future? Are y'all together to heal past trauma? Are y'all like establish whatever it is? Are y'all together for a good time, not a long time? Whatever it is, gain that clarity and it's going to be much easier to uh, achieve that end goal uh, jointly if both people have communicated to the counterparty 
what their expectation of that relationship is, romantic and otherwise. Yeah, we're talking more romantic here. Do you feel that your, your desired outcome or the motivation behind the relationship can change while you're in the relationship? Absolutely. And I think that that goes back to the communication, like you mentioned. And it also goes back to, um, to not getting complacent or lazy in that relationship. Because as people get complacent or they get lazy, then they may feel, oh, this is the status quo. Or they may make the assumption that if there was to be a change, it would be detrimental to the relationship. And the change doesn't be drastic. It could be a great example. Two people meet each other. They're having a great time. Six, eight months go by, whatever. And then one of those people has an opportunity that comes up that will require them to move. They could make an assumption on so many fronts. The, the, the clearest one could be, oh, I can't sustain this relationship if I move. So to them, it's either going to be a decision of, oh, I don't take this job or I take this job and I lose the relationship. When it's like, well, that's an assumption. One, two, have you communicated? Three, once again, what's the goal of the relationship? Because if the other person doesn't need you to be there physically in that location. So for instance, if the goal is to have a fling, it's going to be hard to do that if you're two flights away. It's much, they can find a local fling that will replace you. But if that's not the purpose, or that's just an example that's easy to do, then there's not necessarily that, um, that calamity from a change in the relationship. But if that is something that comes up, and now you change your mind on what you want that relationship to be, that's okay, but you got to communicate it because you have to give the other person the opportunity to agree to that or to voluntarily uh, involve themselves in that expectation. Yeah, and I think on, on, I mean, on top of that, um, I think we've got to talk about boundaries. I mean, yeah, boundaries, are, uh, boundaries are ridiculously important uh, in, in, every, in every relationship. But I think that, you know, with, with communication comes with it, if you're truly communicating fully, 100%, um, boundaries can be established. Now, this can be as small as... Um, the things <laughs> and where they go in your house mm-hmm. when you're cohabitating with somebody. This could be things as large as you know what kind of uh, what kind of thought process goes behind a larger purchase together when you're married. I think that there's, there's something to be said for boundaries, and I think it's something that many people skirt. It's not comfortable, just like regular communication is not. Um, but a big, I mean, a, a if. If who you're with asks you to change everything about you to stay with them, that might not be something that you should do. Yeah. I had a relationship with somebody, and I legitimately was managing a, uh, a hospitality space. Uh, I was a little fed up with the hospitality space. There, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on, and I was not too happy with the the owners and the management above me. I was in management. Uh, but I was dating somebody. I was dating somebody that um, worked in the same industry. I decided to leave said establishment. I tricked myself to believing that it was for her. But in part it was. Um, I step outside of that. I get into continuing work in another spot. If y'all don't know by now that I shoot half-naked women, then I I don't know what you've been looking at. <laughs> um, but... There was, a, there was a conversation that happened where she asked me, or mm-hmm, didn't ask me, told me it was time for me to stop shooting 
half-naked women. It told me that it was time for her not to be insecure about what I was doing uh, because she worries when I go out anywhere. Now, this is something that she knew before we got in a relationship. I folded my cards. I acted like a little child and decided to change myself and let her cross a boundary that I should have set in the relationship to the fact that you're not going to change what I'm doing on a day-to-day. If that is the case, if that is your goal, if that is what you want to do, it might be better off you trying to do that over there in the corner by yourself. But I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Boundaries are so important. If staying with a person requires you to change everything about you, change what your day-to-day looks like drastically, you might want to literally break it down on what that relationship means to you. And if you're willing, you might be willing. I thought I was willing then. Terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Terrible idea. We'll never do it again. We'll actually go so far in the other direction that on a first date, I will tell somebody, hey, I shoot half-naked women. Here's my Instagram. And if you have a problem with this, I hear you. But you're going to have a problem with that on your own. That's it. Maybe that's a little aggro. Maybe that's a little far. But I ha- <laughs> I've decided to go so far the other direction on that boundary because I changed myself. So boundaries are important. You got to know what you're willing to forego and what you're going to ask someone else to forego. What you're willing to give up to be there or what you're willing to give up being there with to not have it at all. I mean, there's, sounds a little convoluted, but there's, I mean, there's sacrifice. We've talked about sacrifice on this podcast before. I'm sure all of you know what sacrifice is. Uh, You're going to sacrifice something at the end of the day. Relationships come with sacrifices. Uh, I think those boundaries that you set kind of pave the way for what you're going to sacrifice or the lack of sacrifice because you, from the onset, let them know what the deal is. Yeah. It doesn't make you mean. Yeah, just standing up for yourself and not entering, entering the relationship knowing that the goal is not to lose yourself in pursuit of the relationship working. Oh, can you say that again? Yeah. You enter into a relationship understanding the goal is not to lose yourself in pursuit of the relationship, you know, like, and even in another episode, we kind of touched on this briefly, but never place more importance on the other person than yourself. Like it's crazy. And once again, as contradictory as that may seem, it doesn't mean disregard the other person, but ultimately the one person you are absolutely fucking guaranteed to finish this race on out with is yourself. And I've been here in the past, you know, I had, a, I had this history where from like seventh or eighth grade for years, I was super fixated on this one person. And we were friends and I cared about her, but it was like this hyper fixation that like, if it wasn't with her, if it didn't work, then, you know, what's the point? So I didn't date other people. Like there's so many things I put on hold and so many adjustments I made. And it's like, I was getting to truly lose part of myself in this idea of that thing working. And we were never even in the relationship. So I think I have a deeper empathy for how people can lose themselves once they're in a relationship. And the thing they're trying not to lose is the thing that they were desperate to attain. So once again, when we talked about this, you got to enter into that game having a better idea of what your foundation is, where your values are, and the areas where Ideally, you go into also knowing where you have to grow, where, you know, the other person may have a role in teaching you some things, you know, Uh, but 
Yeah, like this this could be an infinite series of just little things, but uh, effectively anything that's going to make you a better individual is going to improve your relationship. So, you know, make your bed, uh, drink water, <laughs> you know, stimulate your mind, uh, all these things. Yeah, and I would say really one more thing on, on this um, as it pertains to romantic relationships, something I think we forego a lot. Um, you need to leave space or allow space or move shit out of the way and make space for you to address your traumas before you go into a romantic relationship or the romantic relationship will address them for you. Preach! At some point, it's going to come out. And maybe you might see some pattern recognition in your own behavior in previous relationships. Even though you try to skirt all responsibility and say it's all the woman's fault or it's all the man's fault. Or it's everyone that I've ever dated just has these tendencies. Mm-hmm. What's if, the commonality? If you look at every relationship and, and you take a frame of, man, all these people, they just do all this stuff to me. You might want to stop, get out a piece of paper, pull out your phone, notes app. This might be the first exercise that you do. And really figure out what it is that is the commonalities between all of this. Because just as Savon said, that there's one person that you're going to the end of this race, to the finish line with, and that's yourself. That's also the only thing that's been present in every single one of your romantic relationships. Facts. So I don't believe that we hit 10. I do believe that we will do this again. I do think that there's some action items from this uh, from this breakdown that we've just had right here. And I can't wait to keep down this path of uh, our series on relationships. I think there's much more to come. Absolutely. It's fundamental to, um, to being a human. It's fundamental to society. And I think now, perhaps more than particularly in recent history, it's important to, to give the space and the energy towards cultivating relationships and maintaining Real human, like James and I, we're in the same room right now. It's crazy. We're not over Zoom. <laughs> we're not over Zoom. He's physically in the flesh. Um, and, and yeah, man, relationships are something that every human being, every living person is going to have to deal with and interact with. And if you're good at relationships, it can highly improve your life. If you're bad at it, it can greatly diminish and dim possible outlets of joy and fulfillment and happiness and camaraderie and all these other things. So yeah, man, uh, thank you for, for bringing this up as an idea to, to travel down this, this rabbit hole. And hopefully for all of y'all listening, you know, there's been some wisdom here, some perspective that you can relate to and learn from, you know, we're not experts. We're not perfect. Uh, there's much to be learned from both of us. Um, but we just figured it could be of some benefit to get on the mic and, and, and talk about, this area of optimization in life because uh, it's critical. So It is. You can't do life without relationships. Yeah, nah, man. It's going to be a very solitary life if that's the case. Have fun with the plants. <laughs> yeah, man. You got anything else for them? I don't. Not on this podcast. We'll circle back down the road um, on more, probably dive into a few of these things in, uh, in larger part. But um, I sit in a spot where I, I mean, I think we've, I think we've really exhausted a few things that you should definitely be looking at yeah. going into relationships and uh, maybe some, some things that you can kind of anchor yourself back to as you're in a relationship and wondering what the hell is going on. Why am I pissed off that she has a work husband? 
<laughs> you stupid. <laughs> well, hell yeah, y'all. Uh, if I could leave y'all with this, there's a really, really good book uh, called The Mastery of Love by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. And that's a really good one. And The Four Agreements is equally good. And uh, they're just tremendous resources if you want to get a little bit deeper into some of these things. And they're just one resource. So thank you all for your time as always. Uh, we appreciate y'all. And if you enjoyed this, please feel free to give this a like, uh, comment what you may have gathered or learned from it, share some, some tips that you might have. And if you really, really rock with us, if you have the time, if you could take two minutes, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any of the platforms that allow you to leave reviews, follow us on there on Spotify, and we'll be sure to uh, keep this type of stuff coming for y'all. We appreciate y'all's time. We'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you much. Be good.